0: Hello, and welcome to Money Lab. My name is Matt. (laughs) How are ya? Today, I am, uh, well, I'm gonna rip off this last one. Oh, nice. That one fell swoop. Today, I just wanna recap, just for my own uh, brain, I guess, what my goals are for swim university in twenty twenty four, and how I plan to achieve them with my work schedule. What's my goal? Let's put let's put let's put that on the board. Let's do that. Let me uh, grab open this pen up and pick up my phone. I'm gonna write. Uh, let's see. What do we call this one? Business. Business goals for 2024. I actually have a lot of things just named 2024 so far. Um, So interestingly enough, just kind of a meta observation is that I've been out here. (laughs) It's been one day. This is day two of 2024 as I'm recording this. And I'm literally just trying to get like steps in. And I come out to the brewery with my pen and just sort of like kind of use it as therapy, talk my words out. I'm sleeping better because I feel like I'm, I've, I've run out of things to talk about and I'm not burdening Steph with like business nonsense all the time. Like all I really want to do in life is talk about business. And I could do that with other people and maybe, you know, I'll start having more conversations with friends on Zoom and recording that and throwing these up there, you know, why not? Very like non-traditional podcast style. But here are my goals and this is part of it. So um, one, for Swim University, my main goal is not what you think it's gonna be. Every year since I've had Swim University, there's always been a money goal. Now, it's not really like... The, there was one goal a long time ago that was get to $100,000 a year. And that was so that I could get out of... like that. It made me feel like I had a real business. And I achieved that goal, I believe, in 2015 or 16. And I remember I had, an, I had a whiteboard with a thermometer on it that I drew. And as I was making more money throughout the year, I was just drawing in the red until I got to hundred thousand. I was able to achieve that. And I was living back in New Jersey when that happened. So yeah, 2014, 2015, 2014, I guess, or 2015. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That was my first goal. Every, ever since then, <laughs> my goal has been a million a year. I have yet to achieve that. Now, why? I almost achieved it I mean, I did achieve a million a year, but not just with Swim University. Let me make that very clear. But with Swim University, I've gotten close, and especially when I was selling a lot of physical products, I got pretty close in revenue, but my profit suffered, okay? So setting aside revenue goals, I actually don't care. What I honestly care about In my old age, I'm 40 now and it's 2024, the pandemic is over, you know, my grief over four years is like finally feels like it has passed and so I feel like this year I want something that is incredibly achievable as long as I practice towards it. And that word of my the word of the year is stillness. Okay? That's, that's my 2024 word. I always have a word every year. This is my word. Now, what does stillness mean for me? Well, last year, 2023, I quit Money Lab. And again, I know I'm doing a podcast right now for Money Lab. But I, I essentially quit. And I wasn't gonna do it anymore because it took up a lot of time. And yes, it made money, of course, but I just didn't wanna keep up with the rat race of constantly updating courses and constantly, you know, having to chal- you know, I like put up YouTube videos when I was doing that for Swim University also. And the same goes for Brew Cabin, which is my home brewing site. I was doing all three mediocrely and i would say like quality wise high but quantity wise low because i'm only one person and the types of videos that i did on brew cabin for, you know per se were very high quality it took me forever to do because not only it wasn't my only job i had two other businesses i had to run so in 2023, I decided that I would shut down two companies and focus on the one that was making the most money. And from that, I could have said, well, I'm going to go all in. Like I'm going to go hardcore business on some university. But my word is stillness. I want to practice consistency, and I do also want to grow, but I am not tying my goals to the outcome. My goals are the input. So so for example, if my goal was to say hit a million dollars in revenue, there is a ton of ways I could go about doing that. I could raise my prices. I could you know, sell more. I could do a lot of, I could add new products to the, there's a lot of ways I could start selling a completely different thing. I could sell (laughs) one million dollar package to a very rich pool owner. You know, that's insane. I could do all that though. But that's the outcome of the work. And I would hope that all of the work that I put in that would be the outcome, right? That I can't measure. You know, it's like I can't, I can only hope that, that I achieve my goal. So I have to go in reverse and say, what am I willing to do every, every week in my business? What am I willing to do to potentially achieve that goal? Okay? And let's just, the goal has always been a million in revenue, but it really should be profit. And that's a lot. That's a lot. When I think about that, I'm like, that is insane. <laughs> like, that's too much money, <laughs> honestly. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's limiting, but I'm like, okay, what, how could I actually get there? And, and what can I do weekly to put me in that position? And honestly, it, it, The more I walked around in this brewery and the more that I talked to myself, the clearer it really got to me, okay? It is simply content. That's it. That is the name of the game. That is the game in my industry that no one's really playing. I'm the only one really playing it. And I feel like I can play it a lot better than most people and I really don't have to push myself as far as quantity but I'm also good at that too so here's the business my thought is if I publish videos reels tiktoks articles let's call emails part of that. If I did that consistently every single week, I don't see how we don't grow. I just don't see it because we're the only people actually doing it in our industry at that rate. And I know that even if I even if the, I was talking about money lab, even if I was talking about money lab and there are people who are publishing at a rate that I would not be able to keep up with. So I would have to play a different game, which would be quality or something. But I could do that too. And I would just do content. That's all I would do. Because, and, I, and that's all I could do, except I have to make content for SwimU, and I have to make content for Brew Cabin and I have to make content for MoneyLab. So doing content for just one site now feels a lot more sustainable, feels a lot more calm, feels a lot more still. A lot more boring, that's for sure. But what's my commitment? I'm gonna go over that now. So, business goal. The output is one million in, I'll just call it revenue. The input is publishing. To me, okay, publishing is multiple parts. So for us, that means articles for SEO, emails for sales, YouTube videos for also SEO, social media for brand awareness, And our courses are video as well. Our books are media. They are publishing. We are publishing these things. Everything is publishing. So it's updating course material, adding more course material to existing products, making it better, also creating new products, publishing constantly. Okay? So there are three people on the team. It's me, my wife, Steph, my brother, Chris. That's gonna be the 2024 team. Nobody's getting at it. No one's going away. That's the team, okay? We all are going to be masters of our own domains. Steph is 100% the master of YouTube. She will be publishing, and I'm just gonna start writing this down. Okay, to walk. One video a week, all right? So she's committed to publishing one new YouTube video every single week on the platform. And when I say YouTube video, I mean long form horizontal videos, right? Three minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever she, whatever she comes up with. She's entirely in charge of that. I have no input into what she comes up with for topics. She can go through her comments. She lives in the world of YouTube. Now, how do we translate YouTube videos to business is in every single video, we have a template, and that template involves getting people to subscribe to our email list, essentially. That's it. From there, we offer products via email. That's all done behind the scenes, or at least an email. I shouldn't say behind the scenes, but we are not out there publishing content, promoting our products. We are promoting free things, and then selling products on behind you know behind the curtain, if you will. Once you're, once you've once we've established and built trust. And you know, you're willing to subscribe. Okay, that's that is Steph's job. Now, I'm gonna jump on my roly stool here so I can get a little bit lower so I can write this. My brother is in charge of all things, I'm just gonna call it social. Social includes social media. And customer service. So he is dealing with the public. And that's a stretch. But he basically has two jobs. I'm trying to lump him into one job, which is social. So officially in 2024, he has taken over the role of customer service. I used to have an assistant VA, or I guess that's redundant. Um, She used to answer my emails three times a week. And, you know, that was what her job was. And she had decided to pursue other things. And I think we worked together four years, maybe longer, five years. Um, and so that's great. She, she was like, I think I'm done and I'm going to go move on to other things. I wish you the best of luck. It's awesome to hear. And I'm like, okay, so now I can give my brother, we can bring it all in house, essentially. So he will be answering emails five days a week. It's not going to take him long. The other times, he's going to be publishing three shorts a week, all right? I'm just going to call them shorts for the sake of it. Now, this is the one number that we could increase. So, and I'll, I'll go into that later, but shorts... What that means is that he is publishing three 60-second vertical videos across every social media platform we have an account on. That includes Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, X, Facebook, Pinterest. That's where we are. Most of our traffic, if we had to pick a traffic source, Comes from Facebook. Our biggest audience is on Facebook and then it's Pinterest or they're kind of equal. I think Facebook is gonna be where we get the most traction because Facebook is kind of like you can still post links there. Um it's still it's still good. Instagram's kind of weird because we can't really post links, so we're not getting traffic back, but all of those things, these shorts, are building trust and brand awareness. You may not find us on YouTube. You might not be somebody who looks on YouTube, but maybe you're on TikTok. Maybe you're, someone's on Pinterest. It doesn't matter where you are. We're gonna put, put our content that's, you know, similar in front of you. Now, the one video per week, the long form, and the three short ones are all the same style. We decided that me personally, I would be back on camera and I would deliver the information. And that is a conscious choice to build trust. And since I'm not the face of any other brand anymore, I can become the internet's pool boy. And I think that will help us gain trust. It puts a lot of weight on my shoulders, but hey, it's my company, that's what we're doing. I can do it, it's not that harder. (laughs) It's like I was already doing voiceovers, so I was sitting down, in front of a microphone, reading a script. Now, there are two lights and a camera, and I'm doing the exact same job. So, really nothing has changed as far as my time commitment into making those videos. Time commitment is exactly the same. Except, instead of sending them MP3s to work with to edit their videos, I'm sending them MP4s. That's it. And I think the videos are better for it because now you can associate a face. So, and I've talked about this before. Okay. Now (coughs) that's their jobs covered. My job is, there's more. So my job, i decided, again, stillness, two articles, a week what does that mean well i've studied seo for a long long time and i feel like i'm the best person in the company out of the 3 of us to do blog posts and to do seo i understand it hell i built the website i know technical seo i know how to use seo i know how to do keyword research i It's just the thing that I'm uniquely good at. I would also argue that I'm pretty good at editing videos too, but not uniquely that good. So my brother is also very good. Steph is also very good. But neither of them can really do SEO the way that I can. And it's really like a technical thing. Like could I teach them and they can learn it? Of course. But right now, That's not where their skill set lies. So I am going to be in charge of doing articles, which feels very, you know, if I'm being honest, again, I've been doing this, I've had the site since 2004, 2006, and I always give those two dates because technically I bought the domain in 2004 and started the website, but I really didn't do anything until 2006. So 2006... I've been writing articles and doing the videos and doing the infographics and designing the site and coding the site, literally everything by hand. I did up until 2015 when I hired my first writer. And that was the first thing I wanted to get rid of because I fucking hated it. (laughs) I hated it. And yet, here I am declaring that My year of stillness is doing something every week that I used to hate. Do I still hate it? Let me explain. So what do I mean by two articles? Well, currently, we have about 200 articles on the site. And we've had that number for forever. Some articles get deleted. Other articles take their place. And that's roughly where it's been. Now... There, a lot of those articles were recently written by my team and they're pretty good. In fact, Steph did a whole year of writing articles as well, which are also pretty good. But now I'm coming into the game and I'm seeing, okay, there are things that I would change. There are things that I would improve. So two articles can mean updating two existing articles or creating new articles, What I'm trying to do right now is update one and create a new one. So two articles is really publishing one new article a week. So that's my plan. Doing those articles, which if you've listened to another podcast where I go over my checklist, there's a lot of work that goes into each article, a lot right? I am and writing these articles myself. I am not using AI because I, I really can't. I mean, I can, but it's always wrong. It's always wrong in my industry. Certain things I can use it for, pieces here and there, but for the most part, I'm writing it based on my experience in the first person because I am the face of the article. This is where I need to be, unfortunately, for myself. But Two articles a week is absolutely manageable. I've clocked myself. It takes me about an hour to write an article. That's like 1,500 words. And the reason, it you know, that may seem, I don't know, depending on who you are, it might seem short, may seem long. To me, it feels short because I'm a subject matter expert. So I don't have to go and research anything. I know the answer. So I... Use ChatGPT to help me craft an outline, and I use a plugin called Detailed to help me, you know, scrape other competitors and get an outline created. And then I just fill in the boxes just because I know it. Now, there are going to be some articles in the future where I'm probably going to have to do some research because I need to brush up on something I don't know about or used to know but kind of forget. But those are going to be quick and easy. And here's the other thing. Steph is also doing that work. She's creating videos. So a lot of the the videos that she creates, I might be able to take some of those scripts and turn them into posts if we don't have them on the site yet. If it's a new keyword, I'm like, ooh, that's that's actually a good keyword. We can use that, take her script, format it, and edit it for an article. And then my job's a little easier that week. But two articles a week, that's what I'm committing to. Now, What else does that mean? Well, the two article thing is where it gets a little bit like hidden because it's not just two articles a week. What I'm actually doing is I'm technically publishing two articles, two Facebook posts, two Instagram stories, two Pinterest stories, uh, and two emails, and... Two podcast episodes, because the the crafting of an of an article is where I, is where it all those things come from. So I'm gonna so under two articles, subheading, sub sub list, two articles also equals, and I'm just basically saying this again. Two podcasts. Two. Uh, I'll just call it. Social media posts, two emails, and anything else? No. That, that's per week. That's a lot. And here's the other thing when there's a new video that comes out, that's another email. That's basically three emails a week. Now, those emails, I'm not, I may not publish them. And the podcast episodes, I may not publish them that week. I may schedule them out so that it drips out one per week. You know what I mean? Now, I've been able to do two articles a week for the last month. So I, took, I basically have done that since the, I would say a month and a half. I started doing that in the middle of November. That's when I took over that job. I've crushed a lot of articles in, those, in that month. By myself. And on top of that, was able to create all this extra content via promotion once those articles are published. Now, once Steph, she hasn't started publishing per week yet, but once she starts publishing per week, there, that's another email. That's another um, promotional post on social media, on email, and perhaps with podcasts as well. So with podcasts, what I'm doing is I'm... Um, as part of my checklist for creating an article, I read the article and record it. And I don't read it verbatim, I kind of like read and skim, because and, it doesn't really format well for a podcast sometimes. But I'll read it. it, takes about 15 minutes to read it, clean it all up with some editing, and you know, I'm an audio engineer too, so that's what I at least grew up doing. So I know how to make it sound good, put it up as an episode. Well, Steph's going to have scripts, so when she's doing her scripts for, the, for YouTube, I can turn those into podcasts. That's a, there's, I just read that, and that's a podcast episode. So I'm able to repurpose a lot of these things. Now, the one thing I haven't been able to figure out is, can I repurpose shorts in any way? We can combine a couple of shorts together to make one long podcast episode, to turn it into one long podcast um what do I want to say? One long article. What I've what I've actually been able to do is we've written so many tips that I can now incorporate those scripts into pieces of content that were normally there and then link to the video on social media. So we're getting some juice there as well. But that's the thing is like I feel like the center of the universe where if, if Steph makes a video or Chris makes a short, I can, I, I, one, I know about it because we check those boxes off in Asana. So I know when they're completed and I know when they're published. And then I can decide as the czar, okay, we're gonna send an email about that. We're gonna do a podcast about it. We're gonna promote it to death on social media, etc. Or, hey, that's a great b- blip, that's a great script, a great little tip. I'm going to throw that in this article that was written a year ago because I know it needs it. But that requires me to really immerse myself in article world. And there's only 200, and I'm hoping by the end of the year that I can at least get to 250. I'm, <laughs> it would be great if I can get higher than that, but that's the thing, stillness. Two articles a week, I can sustain that. Some weeks, I've been able to do three because I'm doing an article and I'm like, wow, this article is really similar to this other article I could do. I'm just gonna throw that in the mix. So I'm kind of sometimes working on two articles at the same time and I'm knocking two birds out with one stone. So like, for example, this week, I was I was working on an article about how to lower alkalinity in a hot tub. And I realized when I was working on it and I was just updating it, I realized that we actually didn't even have a post about raising alkalinity and it was a decent keyword. So what I decided to do was go, "Oh, well shit, this is I'm writing this article, I'm just going to do the opposite." And that's going to take it took me like 30 minutes to write 1500 words because I had already just wrote the reverse. And then I'm designing the, the, the featured images at the same time. I'm recording the podcast at the same time. It was really easy for me to knock those two out because it was essentially the same topic in reverse. That's not going to always happen. But it was interesting to be able to do that. Or we talked about in a different episode about SEO, the hub and spoke model. So I might be working on a big, big article about some big topic and I write a whole blurb about a subtopic. And then I realize, oh, that subtopic actually gets a ton of searches on its own. Well, I've already written a pretty decent blurb. I can just expand on that and create a brand new article from nothing. Just from, you know, so that it's, it's really easy for me to do that. Because I'm, I'm in it and I'm, you know, this is what I do. And I think, you know, Thinking back, you can make the argument, and I've, made the, I've, I've, I've wrestled with this. I've wrestled with this in this room to myself the way I'm doing right now. It feels like I'm taking a step backward as a business owner by doing the, the thing I, I outsource the fastest. And if you ask anybody in the niche site, authority site world, one of the first things that they end up outsourcing is article writing. But here's, I think, the difference in 2024 and beyond is that, well, what is AI now? We talked about this. Is it even outsourcing? It's not outsourcing. Somebody has to be there to be like, is this good? (laughs) You know, there has to be that person. I could hire a manager, a blog manager, but I really would love them to be an expert in pool care and hot tub care like I am. But those people are going to be harder to find. And I've – and you know, I found that when I was doing the homebrew site, I thought, oh, I'm easily going to be able to find writers in the homebrewing sector because there's mag- – I have magazines. I've contributed to these magazines as a writer. But – So there's plenty of writers out there, but they're not SEOs. And I feel like that's a very different skill. It's a very different writing skill. And I I worried about back then, yes, I could hire really gifted homebrewing writers, but I would want to take it and completely edit it for SEO. And I don't know if that's going to, you know... I don't know if that's going to fit in with, you know, somebody who considers himself a professional writer. Like if I wrote something and I prose the shit out of it and somebody was like, I'm going to edit this. So it's dumbed down and SEO. would Personally, I'd be like, good, good move. Yeah. I was being a little flowery with my language, but I'm not a writer. I don't consider myself that. But I was worried that others might. Now, the other thing is. Then I thought, all right, and this is and this and this is like, I remember Andrew telling me this, my old business partner. He was like, "You are not special." Said <laughs> so that to me. I'm just making a joke. He said it to me a lot. Oh my god, he, you are not special, Matt. Yeah, dude, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. However, when I looked at Brew Cabin as an example, and this is just a very, very small example, but I had had writers you know, who were not homebrewers, by the way. They were just getting the, the content written out. I would check it, make sure it was accurate, publish it. It ranked fine. But then it wouldn't rank. However, I wrote like five articles on the site and I wrote the shit out of these articles and I was incredibly passionate about the topics and they were decent keywords and those topics from the day I published them till today still rank. Yes, I am not special, but I care more. So, yes, I could find an AI bot to write the first draft and then, you know, spit out my version. In fact, I do that now. So do I need a writer or, you know, not nothing against writers. I've worked with writers my whole life. And I would, yeah, I would, you know, honestly, if I found a duplicate me, I'd be like, hey, write. And I'll just be the guy that manages the... The blog, like I'll be the final editor, and I'll be able to publish like ten a week. If that were the case, you know, but and that and that could be something I end up doing. But right now, two a week seems still and doable, and I can do every single piece. And honestly, if I just do that for an entire year, I believe that we will grow. If I changed nothing else, because my base for my found my foundation of my website is fast. My lead magnets are strong. I worked years on this, by the way. My funnels are strong. They could be stronger. And I'll I'll explain that in a second. But all the but the foundation is there. All it needs now, and, it's ha- and it has it now, so like it, the site does well, but it could do weller. <laughs> and that requires publishing free content. And I keep going back to that as the key to all of it. The more good shit I publish, the more eyeballs we will get, and the more money we will make with the foundation that we've built. Now, that's my, that's my 2024 plan for growing the company and I'm sticking to it. However, there are some other pieces I'm thinking about and I'll go over those. These are tangential things and these are more geared towards the, how do I make a million dollars in revenue? Okay? So, first thing is I'm doing (laughs) CRO. I said O that way on purpose. From the East Coast, my friends. From Philadelphia. CRO means conversion rate optimization. And I've decided that that is something that I want to focus on. However... It doesn't require 24 hours a day to focus on. It barely requires an hour a week. Even though in my head, I'm like, oh, all I want to do is do a CRO. Okay, there's not that many things to CRO <laughs> in, the, in my business. There's literally like four things. And the way that I'm doing that, again, stillness, slow, one inch at a time, you know, we're brotherly shoving ourselves down the field one fucking yard at a time. Four yards at a time. Sorry, football fans. (sighs) So how am I doing that? One, I started using, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode, I started using a software old school called Crazy Egg. It's super easy to use. I have tried fucking VWO, Visual Website Optimizer. I've tried uh, optimizely, crazy expensive. I've tried. What is that? What, what other ones? Well, I, I thought I had more than that in my, off the top of my head. There are other ones. Oh, optim, optim, Google Optimize. Remember that? that? That one, it was free, but fucking sucked. All right. So Crazy Egg is affordable and user friendly. I'm surprised most people aren't using this. Like I'm surprised most people aren't in our space, like this, this like niche website publishing. I'm surprised more people aren't like singing their praises because let me tell you, after all of the software that I've used, this one is by far the easiest one I've ever used. And it does a lot of things. So, I'll, so what it does is first and foremost, it has heat mapping. So I just have heat maps on my most important pages. That's right now my home page and my two biggest posts. Oh, and all my sales pages. So I have five set up. Now, I'm just letting that run. And every once in a while, I'll go in and look. And what am I doing with that information? Well, I'm looking at, especially the homepage, and we'll just take that as an example. I'm looking at where people are clicking and how much they're scrolling I know, and this is like, I've said this in another video where I noticed that like a lot of people are clicking the about page link that's in the footer. Like it's bright and it's the only bright link down there. So I'm like, okay, that needs to be moved up and more prominent and that page needs to be improved. CRO. I'm looking at, uh, there's, there's one page that I have, a sales page where, and this is, this is just funny, but super helpful. I have the heat map on it. And one page sh- shows a list of like all of the lessons in the course. And what I did was I put a play button on the image for all those lessons to signify that this is a video lesson. Well, guess what they're clicking? All of those different play buttons on the sales page as if they're going to play and they don't. So I was like, ooh, people are probably pissed because they're clicking this and it's not playing and they might think this is a free course because it's just, here's all your videos in a grid. That was stupid. It was a stupid design choice. So I'm going back through it and changing that so people don't click and they realize that, oh, these are just the videos that are in the course. Got it, CRO. The other thing Crazy Egg does is A-B testing. And that's where I'm like again I'm paying like a pretty I think it's like I don't know, I think it's like 40 bucks a month which is not nothing but it's not VWO and optimizing prices. So for headline testing, so sorry, for AB testing I'm testing headlines, that's it. And it has like a built-in, you know, it just you can just replace the text on the screen. You don't even have to create two pages although you could. And I'm just Every week, I'm just testing a new headline, a new variant, and if I, and until I can beat the control. So far, I've only beaten the control once, and I'm doing it for sales pages, and I'm doing it for my big opt-in pages. And all I'm testing right now is the headline because I put a lot of effort into the image, and I think the image is good, but that's something I'll probably test later. But right now, headline, 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 you know, David Ogilvy, you spent you know 80 cents just to craft a headline, whatever the quote is, you'll look it up. It doesn't matter. Headline's the most important. So every week, in fact, every two weeks, really, especially because're in the winter, winter, we're in the winter time, so like we're not getting as much traffic, but once the summertime picks up, I'll be able to do, the, do a new test every week. Also, this test takes literally about two seconds. And what's great about the test is that It has built-in AI and it will spit you, it'll read your headline and it'll spit you out five new versions to test. (laughs) So it's like, I just pick the one that I think looks the best, maybe change a word or two and then run it for a week and see what happens. See if I can beat the control. Every week, CRO. Another thing that it does (laughs) is it, uh, I could have exit intent surveys. So I have a survey running right now, I'm just testing it, a survey running uh, on my, uh, one of my sales pages, and if somebody leaves the page, a little pop-up comes up and it asks four questions, or it asks uh, a question, why, why didn't you want this product, and you can just pick one. Now, I used the generic one that was in there, but I found that the price is an issue. So I'm like, okay, I have to do better on this page to justify the price, and maybe I haven't done that. And maybe I have to do it faster, right? Some other things I'll test in the future is short sales pages versus long sales pages since the pricing is not that expensive. I've I've kind of given up on the idea of price testing. I'm kind of like locked into my prices and I like it. So I'm just gonna keep that normal. But I'm just gonna do CRO every single week. Takes me all of about five minutes to implement a new test. And then throughout the, you know, the month. I'll update the website. I'll change this here and there. Little tweaks, little incremental tweaks forever. So that's another thing I'm doing. And that's helping get us more leads, more sales. So that's reaching our million dollar goal and has nothing to do with our publishing schedule. The publishing schedule is getting more people into the system. The CRO is getting more people to convert, or sorry, I should say publishing is getting more eyeballs, CRO is getting more customers, converting those eyeballs into sales, okay? Now, the other thing I'm doing is a more eyeball technique and that's ads. So in you know, with the uh with the rise of like uh, the, 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 w- I should say, in the aftermath of the content, the helpful content update from Google, that everyone's bitching and complaining about. Uh, yes, I've certainly noticed a dip in Google traffic. But again, we are in our off-season. So it's really hard for me to... I mean, I see a decrease year over year, but we're super seasonal. So I haven't seen a loss in position. And that's really what I pay attention to when it comes to SEO is not overall traffic, but are we still ranking for the keywords we're trying to rank for? And have we lost position big time? The answer is no. And so that doesn't matter. Clearly, even if we're ranked number one for a keyword, I think we are going to get less traffic than we used to on that keyword simply because Google is putting a lot more shit in my way. They have the regenerative AI or what or BARD coming up. They have shopping links coming up. They have YouTube videos. They sometimes rank over us. But really, they have ads. <laughs> the ads are ranking over us. Now, I am at a position where we make money. We sell our own products. We are not just an affiliate company. And I know how much, like, we, and if we get leads, meaning email addresses, subscribers, I can sell them things via email with confidence. Now, I think ads are simply the way it's gonna have to be. Because look at Twitter, they're not doing ads. But they need to operate as a company and they're asking us to pay to play, right? That's what I think is going to happen with Google. If you want to rank, you better fucking pay. And there is evidence, and I heard this secondhand, so don't quote me on this, but I've heard that if you pay to play in Google, you just get better rankings, because you are a customer and Google favors those customers. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting theory. I like it. I really do. <laughs> Same with Facebook. You run Facebook ads. You run Instagram ads. I think the algorithm is going to favor you a little bit because then why are you running ads? ad? Like, hey, let's help, let's help our customers out a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's give them a little nudge. They're the ones paying. So, ads for me, that is right now Facebook and Instagram. And I'm noticing that we get a little more traction on Facebook, but it's helping us grow our Instagram account. I like that. But, Facebook, you know, these are not profitable ads, by the way. They're just, we're just playing. And, we're going to play more aggressively as we get better at it throughout the year. Again, not something that takes a whole day to do. I can run an ad in about uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> really, right? 15 minutes max. I can run an ad. And, I'm, and all we're doing, and, and there's another uh, podcast episode you can go listen to about that, about my strategy for Facebook ads at least. For Google ads, it's real simple. I look at which pages on my website via Google Analytics get, the, get us the most leads, like convert to, the, to convert to subscribers. What pages do that? Okay, are we ranked number one for those keywords? No. Well, one, let's optimize the site or let's optimize the page, but two, fucking pay for it then. Just be number one. right? Just pay for it. Okay. But maybe the other thing I'm looking at is we may not rank number one, or let's say we do rank number one. But if you look at, if you look at that page where, you know, that converts well for you and you pop that page into SEMRUSH or Ahrefs, you're going to find a whole bunch of other keywords that you could also rank for. And maybe you're not ranking number one for those. And those are the ones you bid against. So you take your main keyword, maybe your rank's number one, but maybe you have secondary, tertiary keywords and you, and you just pay a little, little bit of money for that. Now, what's great about Google and Facebook and the fact that I use Shopify for sales and the fact that I have everything tracked through Google Analytics, meaning I know when we get a subscriber, I can see if those ads are actually converting into sales you know, not just subscribers, but getting sales too. So that's nice. And I'm just playing the search game. I'm just going, hey, all right, you don't want to rank us, Google? We'll pay. We'll pay. But only for the articles that make sense. You know, if I, get a, if I have an article that organically gets a decent amount of traffic but doesn't convert to, to eat leads, I'm not going to run that one. It doesn't make sense. Unless I go into that post and figure out a way to increase that and then go, okay, well, Yeah. Now, the one area of ads that I haven't touched on is video ads, like uh, specifically YouTube ads. And I don't think that's gonna be in the cards for 2024 simply because I don't know. (laughs) Like, we do pretty well on on YouTube that I'm not sure we need the help there. However, um, it would be nice to get better conversions. And I, I heard, uh, it was either Alex Hermosi or, uh, Lewis Howells. Oh, it was Lewis Howells. They were doing some, it was some clip I saw some like short or whatever. And he was like, Oh, we run ads against our own content on YouTube. And I immediately wrote that down. I'm like, hold up. If that's hold up, how would I do that? Well, I'd probably just create an ad that was just, hey, sign up for our cheat sheet or hey, buy our course and just run it as a commercial in front of our existing content. It might work, but honestly, we're doing that in our YouTube content anyway, so why would we pay when we're already ranked and we're already doing well and we're gonna keep publishing new videos? That one... I don't see a clear path there. If we weren't ranking, if we were doing like, I would then, then I would be like, oh, let's beef up a video that makes sense. Or if I had better tracking metrics set up for, and I might be able to look at this and say, oh wow, this video on YouTube gets a ton of leads for us. Then I might just run that as an ad all across YouTube and just be like, wherever, but, then it's like, well, I got to get in front of the right audience and that's a problem. So I just don't see the clear path for YouTube ads yet. I I may never see it, but so far I think Facebook and Google, I don't also see it for TikTok either. Anyway, I still have more to go. (laughs) Uh, All right. So the third thing for reaching a million is uh, I'm gonna call it product improvement. What does that mean? So currently we have, uh, and and so I'm just gonna state this now. I am omitting our physical chemicals in this conversation. Because I can't actually improve them. I don't have access to the chemistry. I can't make the product better. I can only make the packaging better. And that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about actually making our products themselves better. So we currently have four courses. One for hot tubs, three for pools. Those courses, the first two flagship courses I developed in 2017. They still sell. They're still relevant. They're still well produced. Like if you watch them you would like this feels like it was just made. But it but I think that I can do it better. And so this year my plan is to update the, our two flagship courses. So that means refilming and re-editing every video. And it also means adding more content and getting more specific with what we teach and just making it a bit more granular. Um, I have a ton of ways I plan on doing this. In fact, um, this is, that's probably gonna be like three more episodes of me just brainstorming how I would improve each course. And then actually implementing them and sharing the results of that. Um, but that's, so taking existing products and improving them. But before I even do that, one of my ideas is to create upsells. Now, I have upsells for our pool courses basically if you buy our main pool course i have two upsell actually I have three upsells for you i have two tangential courses that are cheaper they're smaller courses and then our book our physical book and you can buy all of those with a one-click upsell and i also pitch them again via email after you buy and i could do a better job at that too in fact that's part of that's the next thing we'll talk about Um, so I think for early season, I would like to create more smaller products that are really good and really thought through, but something that I could knock out pretty fast and start testing those as upsells. I have some ideas and I'm going to try, that's again, that's going to be another episode But that's my plan there, is I'm actually not going to update the current course because the current course is still good. I'm going to add some additional courses to increase my AOV. And then once I'm able to do that and I have all of the courses that I want to exist, I have my full product line finished, then I will go back and update the products that need to be updated. And what's great about that is everyone gets that. So if you already own those courses, or you bought them today, well, whatever I do in the future, you just get that for free. So that's why I'm not super like rushed to get a better product done. Cause it's not like people are buying it and taking it home and using it. And then I come up with a new product and they're forced to buy it again. No, I can just update it and everyone gets it. So that's pretty cool. And that's the great thing about doing digital. The book is perfect. We worked Really hard on that last year, and the book is good. There is another pro- – I do want to come out with a hot tub book, which will come out. We have one done, but I think we could make it better before we start printing, it, printing that. But as far as the, the product, I think that that's our best one right now. So product improvement, how will that actually help us grow? Well, one, if we add more products, that's going to help our AOV. That's going to get us closer to a million. But if we improve the existing products, I think it's gonna increase our word of mouth. I just heard of a guy who, uh, he said, hey, my friend told me about your course and I bought it. I was like, cool, so we have word of mouth right now. But I think we could, I think we could scale that. Okay? Now, um, the next thing, which I just talked about, or briefly touched on, was email. This is going to be an episode. I already know it. How to make emails better. Now, there's a lot of pieces to email. And I'm, all right, we're, what, 59 minutes into this episode, and you might be thinking, this sounds like a lot of shit for being still. But I want you to remember that the CRO and the ads and really email... It's not a lot of my time. And what's great about email is that once I do it, it's done. And the same with the products. Once I do it as a short project, they're done. It's not that I'm doing them every single week. I might have to sprint for a week or, you know, do it once a week for a whole month or three months. And then that's done. And then I never really have to touch it again for like another five, six years. So that's the beauty of of that. Email is the same way. Once I set the email in, it's done. The email's done. So I think there's only a handful of things. I mean, I have a pretty good funnel set up. I could probably improve it here and there, CRO. I could um, add more sales, do more sales. I could improve the emails themselves. But so far, I think they're pretty good. I do think producing more emails is going to be helpful and having more upsells within those emails that are programmatic are gonna work as well. So, and more personalization. So there is a lot in email. And I think between those pieces that are, are once a week jobs, I can, that's super manageable. Because guess what? Now, nine to five, this is what I do. Two articles a week, CRO, ads, product improvement, and email improvement. Every week, nine to five. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll I'll be honest. I am not working nine to five. Ten to four. Now this, <laughs> this show. I'll put my marker away, so I don't get ink all over myself. This show is simply sawdust. It is what you're, what you're listening to is me getting very clear on my 2024 goals after I've had a full day of work. And it's during the week. Now I'm not going to be recording this during the weekends. I'm probably not going to be recording this even Thursday, Fridays. I'm probably mostly going to be doing this you know, the first three days of the of the week, um, I still have to do my other job, but this is helping me clarify my job i you know you might even see, hear an episode where I have to work on an article and I need to figure out the outline, and I may just record that and and put it up as an episode and it might be <laughs> completely unlistenable because I am just sitting there. Uh, talking about a subject that you have no idea about, but maybe the process of me brainstorming how, the, how I would structure a post is valuable. I don't know. So anyway, before this gets too long, uh, which it already is, but it is a big one, let me know what you think. If you've gotten this far in the episode, let me know what you think of this. I've published... Quite a few episodes already this month. I know I'm going pretty hard at the beginning of the year. I've had about six months of pent-up business ideas and talking that I wanted to get out. And that's why I think you're going to see a lot of episodes in the beginning of January. And then they'll probably taper off. But we'll see. Maybe I'll have to make them shorter. Because this one was pretty long. And maybe I'll be able to crank more out. I would love to be able to stick to a three time a week podcast. That would be ridiculous <laughs> because it right now doesn't feel like work because I am working on my actual business and this is just again sawdust. So, and I have nothing to sell now. Like I, don't, I have nothing to sell at Money Lab, so I don't have to worry about it. It's pretty great. Kind of just doing this for honestly, the reason I, record it so I don't feel like an idiot talking to myself when I'm walking around in my garage figuring out business ideas by myself. And I'm like, oh, I'll just publish it. Why not? All right. That's it. Bye.